three, two, one. Hello and welcome to the Level Playing Field podcast, episode 16. So today, our two albums are going to be Gorilla's Song Machine and Ty Dollar Sign featuring Ty Dollar Sign. Now, oh, yeah. featuring is a good point because there's <laughs> a lot of features on this. Both albums, On these yeah. two albums, yeah. That's what kind of connects them. That's why we're doing this episode. So, so Hamza, you're, you're a good uh, mathematician, man. So, so how many features have we got in total? Well, we we worked out with the scientists back at back at HQ, you know, <laughs> HQ. They 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 did a study and they found out yeah. that there's actually forty five features on these two 45 albums. Forty five features. Yeah. Fucking, that's not including, even including like co-production and like yeah. all the additional credits and shit. Damn. It's a lot lot of names here. Well, what's what are some of the biggest names? Like, I know I know we've got Kanye. I know six. We got Lack. Kanye. We got six Anderson Pack. Common denominator. We got slaves, slow tie, Elton John. Yeah, yeah. You you name it, we probably got it in the forty-five names. Fuck <laughs> you, no. Okay, so let's go into tracks of the week. My track this week is without a doubt. I like even when Chip announced this. Like before I heard the song, I, kn- I knew this was going to be-, be my track of the week, and it did not disappoint. It blew mm. my expectations out of the water. It is called Ignite, and it is featuring JME uh. and Dizzy Rascal. Fuck your single, that shit's not. Fuck your mixtape, that shit's not. Fuck your album, that shit's not. Every time you hear chip drops, touch the mic and ignite that. Grab the gun, and light that. Cop that man can't stop that. Water flows if you've got it's that. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's got this. It's got this sample in it. This sample of like a text to speech or something saying fire. The way they've incorporated it is genius because it forces you to listen to the bars and how they've incorporated it into in, into the lyrics so cleverly. And if that was not the case, it would just be an annoying sample. That's there, pissing me off. But instead, it's a stroke of genius. So, for example, JME's verse, he goes, the only time your CD is on fire is when I dash it in the bon, fire. <laughs> nice. End man's career when I put it in like Freezer or Alan Sugar, man get fired. I mean, honestly, I, I could just recite this whole song. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to go too deep into the lyrics, but JME is also hitting us with the really nerdy bars, which I love. But my yeah. favorite is I'm Mario with the Flower Man. Any, anyone that used to play Super Mario knows. Um, Dizzy's feature as well, mind-blowing. I love how he comes in. He goes, went raw back on the Yatty in 01. Caught the mm. clap. My tings was on fire. Love it. <laughs> nice. And then Chip as well, man. I have to say... I'm going to say this. He's my favorite rapper at the moment. Like every bar he spits is so much conviction and so much wit and so much character. His delivery, oh man, honestly. These new tracks have been amazing. He's been on a fucking roll recently, man. So I'm I'm excited to see if there's an album coming, some sort of project. The the hype's built up. Any collection of chip songs will (laughs) will win me over right now, honestly. (laughs) Right. Uh, My track of the week is by I Don't Know How But They Found Me and it's called Razzmatazz off their new album Razzmatazz very 80s the, the whole premise of the band is that 
they're this 80s band that have been rediscovered and everything they release mm. <clears throat> is from the 80s and it's just been rediscovered so it's got like oh kind of it's just like a like a concept kind of band it's, it's concept band yeah um oh, shit. so i'd describe this album if you like the 80s sounds of like our, what we talked about in the first episode Dua Lipa mm. and After Hours if you like those that kind of vibe it's it's less poppy than Dua Lipa so it's like a middle ground L- nice middle ground yeah okay okay there's, there's some some bangers some some interesting production if you like your different instruments he's yeah. he's a bassist and a drummer is the band there's just two of them but they use synths guitars saxophones et, like you name it it's probably on here if if oh. it existed in the 80s it's probably on here oh, I'm going to have to check this out I'm going to have to check this shit out because I've not heard this. But it sounds amazing. It sounds amazing. It's, it's, it's also worth noting very quickly, I'm still I'm still listening to 21 Savage and Metro Boomin Savage Mode 2 on repeat. <laughs> I'm also, I'm also, I've also been listening to this more and more, but Ultra Mono as well. The last two weeks, we've mm. had some very good albums, but those yes. two, I can't stop listening to. They, they, yeah. they are amazing. Right, should we get into this week's album, which I've had on repeat? That is Gorillaz, Song Machine, Series 1, Strange Times. I fucking love Gorillaz, man. They're probably in my top three favourite artists, honestly. I, I love them that much, so I was, I was very praise. excited for this album to come out. The, this song machine concept was, instead of doing a traditional album, they would just put out random songs over the year, and I'm sure COVID hit that plan quite badly. I know mm. instead of having this cool idea where artists come into their studio and they film a video and stuff, they've had to kind of adapt to the situation and do yeah, a lot yeah. of it remotely. Yeah. And... Yeah, so it's it's kind of unfortunate, but it's given us this great album. Let's just nice. get straight into it. The first track on here is the title track, Strange Times, with Robert Smith of The Cure. Mm. What did you think of this? Well, <clears throat> this was an incredibly dark, eerie intro. I love it. Robert Smith has a very distinctive voice. It hits you straight away, mm. and it fills you with, with tension and fear. Yeah. Now, now, if you don't know The Cure, they are a, they're, they're an incredibly iconic uh, band. They, they were most prevalent in the 80s. They, they, they are essentially some of the OG emos. They paved the way for a lot of the goth scene. And what's great about this is that Robert Smith's voice has not lost any of its character at all, mm. you know, over the decades, which cannot be said for a lot of artists from that era. And you can go back and listen to some early Cure records, come back to this, and realise that his voice sounds exactly the same, but in the best way possible. If anything, yeah. it's been refined. So I think this and is I a great opener. It, it was it was a great opener in how it started. You know, it feels very strange, as the title suggests, yeah. at the start. Like, it leads you in. You, you know, you, you've got his vocals, and then you've got 2D kind of with mm. a spoken word, and it feels feels very weird, feels like unnatural. But then mm. you get into the chorus, and it's this big, like, fun chorus that's just catchy as hell. And exactly. It's switching between moods as well. Yeah. It's awesome. It it makes it so fun. I love it. Cool. Should we go on to track two? Valley of the Pagans featuring Beck. Oh yeah. You 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 own a you own a Beck a Beck record on vinyl, don't you? Yeah. I, I like Beck. 
but I think Beck's older work has generally been better than some of his newer stuff. But I mm. think this track is a change up to that. I think this is like one of his best that I've heard in a while, man. It's honestly so um. catchy. There's so much energy in there. Um, I I wasn't expecting this. It it just blew me away. The the beat is constantly changing. The back and forth of Damon and Beck that like where they interchange, it's perfect. It's just such a banger. I mean, save for the 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 odd song, you know, loser and a couple others. I'm I'm not too familiar with Beck, but this song I fully agree with you. It's great. Mm. I really love the synth line. I love how all the different parts come together. It's beautiful the way the way that that does. Mm. There's a lot going on. I also really love the bass line. I think it gels everything together. Yeah. I love the strings coming in. They're eerie and they're dissonant. That that comes in in the second half. I think the piano is great as well. You've even got these 16th note hi-hat rolls as well, which just adds yeah. a little bit of, you know, It, it just sounds spice. interesting. Everything about it, yeah. his vocals, all the production, it's great. And, yeah. oh yeah, little fun fact about Beck. Ooh, is he did all the music in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Did he actually? He is the band. Oh, shit. <laughs> that is a sick fact. So I did not know that. If if you like the I music in that, that he, he is that band. Fucking so. nice. makes me like Edgar Wright even more than I already do, man. <laughs> what did you think of The Lost Chords? Because I, I, I quite like this one. How about you? Um, Honestly, it was probably the weakest on here not to say it was bad but i wasn't really feeling it uh it's a lot slower and mm. damon's vocal melodies feel a bit all over the place yeah lee john um i'm not familiar with uh but yeah. i thought he was fine but overall this 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 didn't have the energy of of the past two tracks and a lot of the rest of the album and i just i, I was struggling to get into it you know um, yeah, there yeah, were some nice right. strings and the production was still good, but yeah, one of the weaker ones I thought. Fair enough, fair enough. What about Pac? That is contrasted by Pac Man. I love this one. Yeah, where <laughs> it, it's just old school gorillas, man. It's 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 properly like the two thousands gorillas from Damon's vocals to the beat to the feature with Schoolboy Q feels like just a classic gorillas feature. Yeah, even man. Though I mean, it's Schoolboy I was... Q in twenty twenty, you know. I mean, I was I was banging this out in the kitchen, and like my housemate just comes down and she's like, "This sounds exactly like some of the old school gorilla shit," which yeah. I think summarizes exactly what you just said. You know, I I, I think the main riff is hard as fuck. This, mm. Just the synths, like the short kind of plucky synths, is it's amazing. The guitars in the left ear, they sound mad. There's more cool dissonant shit going on. The song evolves and flows throughout the sections really nicely as well. And of oh, course, yeah. once again, the bass line is mad and we have to mention schoolboy q as well he comes in with some crazy energy his voice sounds yeah, he... very present on this beat as well it's a great match mm. I, f I feel like like 2d kind of takes you on this journey of like different emotions and then suddenly mm. schoolboy q comes in just injects it with energy you know he adds so much to yeah, the track man. um and yeah i just i just really love it i think the way it kind of chills out towards the end is just the it's breakdown just a vibe. it's really nice yeah and I think the, the breakdown bit is just Albon flexing, man. It's just him <laughs> just flexing. Yeah. Um, 
There's also the little Pac-Man sample at the end, which, of course, the little, the how little could you sound, not include yeah. that? The little, the little blip. Of course. And fun fact, uh, Prince Paul of De La Soul is on production on this song. Oh, I did not mm. know that. What do you think of Chalk Tablet Towers? Well, this song features St. Vincent. Um, I thought mm. this song was all right. I thought the hook was okay. It was decent. It was okay. Mm. Um, but I thought St. Vincent's vocals really brought this song to life. I think they added yes. a lot of texture and color to this song. I thought that the little... I, I thought you were going to say you didn't like St. Vincent's vocals and I was ready to go off on you because I think <laughs> she brings so much uh, life to nah, this nah. track, man. Like, she, She's she really the yeah. selling point of it. Yeah, she really does bring a lot. I, I don't think I would have enjoyed this too much without her vocals. Um, yeah. I also really like the slap delay on the snare. I think that sounds really cool. But one mm. thing I will say about this track is I would love I would love to hear MIA jump on this. I think her, mm. I just can't get that thought out of my head because I think her voice would be a perfect match for this beat. So if MIA, MIA, if you're listening to this, you know, if you want to do a remix, go for <laughs> it. Yeah. I, I just want to hear MIA and Gorillaz. I think that'd be oh, great. Oh man, that would be insane. I'm surprised that's not happened yet, to be fair. Mm. So the next track, this is a big one for me. The Pink Phantom featuring Black and Elton John. I I think this track's a roller coaster. Like I really love it. I think it's it's so beautifully written. That it takes you on a journey throughout the track. You know, it's it it starts very sombre, like reminiscing. It's got these sad boy vibes. Two D starts us off, and it's it's it's, it's fairly sad and gorillas. But then you get Black come in. And he weirdly fits into it. You like you wouldn't expect his autotune vocals to fit on this sort of song, but the way they've made it work, I don't know how they pulled it off. I think it's perfect. Then you get to Elton okay. John, and while you know he's not in his prime, no one can pull off his voice. Yeah, I f- I fucking love this, especially when you got the three of them trading lines back and forth towards the end. I think it's really beautiful. And I'd honestly compare this track to two other tracks we're talking about on the podcast. Um, okay. RTJ, A Few Words for the Firing Squad, Damn. and at, at the Door by The Strokes. I, I've placed these three tracks together. That is very high praise. Yeah. That's especially high praise because I didn't like this track. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought, I thought the beat was good. Um, I like the shaker rhythm going on in the left ear. I thought the synths were nice. You know, sonically, it's nice. You know, Damon's a creative producer. He does what he does very well, but mm. I really did not like the vocals on this. So so if you're listening to this and you, you, you're a bit confused, black is a, you read it as six lakh. Six lakh, that's that yep. black. Not, not black, the singer from the 80s. Six lakh, R&B singer. Um, I'm going to say it straight. I can't fucking stand his voice. I think it's so... It's so nasal, lifeless, okay. and soulless. No, I, I really I don't like disagree. it. I really don't it's like complete, it. It's just not for completely me. Completely disagree. It just sounds like, so generic and no. flat and just thin and just no, no, it's no, not, not pleasing to my ears. You're talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm getting the feeling we disagree on this one. Yes. Um, as for Elton John, uh, I have the same criticism for him that I had for him on his Lady Gaga feature a few episodes ago, episode 10. His voice sounds 
extremely strained. I don't think it's very pleasing to listen to. It's a lot thinner. You know, of course, you know, he's he's not in his prime, as you said. You know, I'm, I'm not expecting to hear, you know, the same... I feel bad voice for from you the 70s and that 80s. you can't enjoy this song, quite honestly. <laughs> I, 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 that's a good criticism, man. That's a good criticism. I'm, I'm glad you enjoy it, but it's just not doing it for me, you know? I think... I think Robert Smith's voice has aged a lot better than Elton John's. No, I, I genuinely feel bad that you can't enjoy this song. Like it's <laughs> I've so just not sick. Been able to like, get into it, man. Did Did you not? You know the latter half of the song when you got all three of them like trading lines. Did you not think that was amazing? Like hearing Elton John, then Black, then Damon. I'm just. I just don't like either of their voices, man. <laughs> I, I can't get into singers bouncing off each other if if I don't like their voices. It's I'm not sorry, man. <laughs> I, I thought it, it was incredible hearing Black and Elton John together. And it, I thought, because of how separated their worlds are and their sound mm. and bringing them together and making it work, I thought was incredible. Like, that blew me away. How, I like the how idea. well this song worked. I like the idea, but I think the idea was better than the final product. But that's just me. That's, that's just me. Couldn't, couldn't disagree more. Uh, do you want to talk about Aries a bit? Yeah, so this is one of my favourite tracks on here. It features Peter Hook and Georgia. Peter Hook is from New Order and Joy Division, who were two seminal 80s bands. Honestly, if you want to get to know 80s music, you want to know like the history of this style, you have to check them out, honestly. Essential listening. But that really carries through the authentic 80s vibes on this track. Honestly, authenticity is the key word here. It's got this really, really cool guitar intro. And, you know, you've got the proper Cure New, New Order vibes throughout the whole song with, with the drums, the guitars, the synths, everything. It's super melancholy vibes. The vibe is the main thing here. I, I really love the vibe of this track. Yeah. If this was in the right scene, in the right movie, it might even induce some tears. I think it's a really <laughs> great piece of music. Um, wow. And I love the atmospheric rain as well that rounds us out. All in all, nice. great song. Album highlight. I, I I didn't like it as much as you did, clearly, but um, I thought it was really good. But I think the production is the highlight for me because it sounds like there's all sorts going on, you know, like in your headphones. Yeah, sounds yeah, are yeah. popping up everywhere. It's great. Um, and I definitely got that, that new, new order vibe even though I wasn't aware of Peter Hook beforehand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think they did it quite authentically. Like, it's a, it's a good homage to that sound. Definitely and, a great inclusion on the album, for sure. Definitely. Now, Friday the 13th with Octavian. I'm not too familiar with Octavian, and maybe that affected my, my enjoyment of this song. But I feel like I'm missing something here. I feel like this song's really good. But I just can't get into it because maybe yeah. it's like with Slow Tie. Mm. Um, I hated him for a long time just because he seemed like a cunt, and then one day <laughs> and just the show that we switched, <laughs> just clicked. Like now I fucking yeah. love him. Like everything he yeah. does is great, brilliant. Yeah. So I feel like that will happen with me with this song and Octavian. Maybe I feel like this is a great song, but it's just Octavian's not clicking with me yet. I've, I've I've tried to delve into Octavian's music in the past, but I've just not been able to get into it. You know, I don't I don't dislike him. Mm. I just don't find him very interesting. Um, right. One th what I will say about this track, 
It's very melancholy, again, com- following yeah. on from Aries. Um, Octavian sounds very empty, but in a, in a good way, in a good way. Like, that's the emotion that he's trying to convey. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the thing with this song overall is it's just not very interesting, I, I don't think. It didn't hold my attention. I thought my main criticism was that Octavian's voice was getting very dreary. And it wasn't. Right. it just wasn't really holding my interest. It just wasn't doing much for me, to be fair. Um, I disagree. I think probably. I thought this track was interesting, and it's one I'm going to come back to, and delve okay. into more. Okay. I f- I thought the fact that it was interesting kept me listening, and it was just the fact I was very new to Octavian, and I I wasn't familiar with his style. Fair. Um, Fair. and that's kind of. I think it's it's going to be a grower. I think it'll be one in a year if we come back to this track. I'll say this is like I love this track. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, what but about then we get on to yeah. Dead Butterflies? With... I imagine you, you love this one because we all know how much you love Kano. <laughs> yeah, it's got Kano and Roxani Arias. I don't know if I've said Ro- that Roxani right. Arias. Probably haven't. Arias. Arias. Something, Something like that. Yeah. So this Plus song not. sounds like a leftover from the Now Now, their last album. It's mm. It starts off with this like mad piano and 2D sounding very dejected. It's like it's definitely another like sad boy type vibe. No, no, not a vibe I'm keen on. Yeah, but I mean, two D's vocals are very soothing here. I think the chorus is really nice. Um, the beat I'm kind of biased on because it sounds like something I've made recently. Yeah. So, <laughs> with like all the percussion in it and everything, I think it's great. Um, I think the singer she adds an interesting flavor to it. Um. I describe it as sort of like if you're eating a burger and you find a chili in there, it's like it's nice, but you could also live without it. Is yeah, <laughs> that's good how analogy. I describe it. Good feature. analogy, I like that. Yeah. that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Kano add, added in added a nice verse here. Like while he fit the the vibe of the track very well, right? It was very like somber, reminiscent, mm. and I think his verse was really good. I just would have kind of liked a hype track from Kano. Yeah, but, yeah, I hear that. But you know, it, this is good. Uh, like no complaints. I just, it's not like tell me a thing with DWE. This is yeah, it's not, not quite, not quite there. Yeah, personally, uh, um, um, I wasn't too keen on this song, man. Um, we have Mike Will on production. Mike Will made it. Very right. big US trap producer. I, I really don't know. I, I don't think the trap sound was necessary over here. Um, I don't think it brought anything. It just made it a bit... Eh, I don't think it fit the album at all. So so that's my first criticism. Um, my second criticism is that I'm not a fan of, of Roxani. I thought her melodies were extremely samey and her voice was also extremely generic. Just sounds like so many other pop singers I've heard. And yes, she's singing in Spanish, and, you know, I love hearing people sing and rap in foreign languages, you know. I mm. fucking work with German people, you know. It's, 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 it's amazing. But then it has to all, be, you know, the emotions that you're getting is from the delivery, from the delivery right. of, the, of those lyrics. And that's how they have to convey the emotions to reach an international audience. And I just think this sounded super generic, super processed, just wasn't bringing any flavor at all for me. I think as for okay. Kano... As for Kano, he came in really nice. And as always, you know, it's, it's, it's Kano, isn't it? He's he's going to be good. His verse was good. 
So Kano, best part of the song, but that's to be expected. I was just not keen on the song itself. This is the second uh, Kano collaboration Gorillaz have done. The first one was White Flag with Bashi. If you want a more hype Gorillaz Kano track, that's definitely what you're looking for. It's kind of a weird... It starts off with this orchestra, then it breaks down into this weird beat with Kano and Bashi going back and forth. It's like, listen to that. It's great. Okay, okay. Uh, Then we get on to Desolée. This is a great one. I'm going to say this wrong again. Fatumata Diawara. Fatumata Diawara. Yes. Desolée. We're we're just butchering all the names. (laughs) It's all good. (laughs) Um, but yeah, this song's great, man. I think it, it came out as a single and it was a bit of a grower, but I really love it now. And it's it's because Fatamata's voice <laughs> is so unique and I really oh, love absolutely. what she adds to the absolutely. track. It's like she's pushing gorillas into this new territory that they haven't delved into before. And, you know, in- instrumentally, you got guitars and pianos and then halfway through, it gets like really crazy with the production, yeah, get sax and strings and all sorts. Like the arrangement is really sick. Yeah, this this one, this one fucking bangs. It's got so much mm. color, so much energy. It's got so many different live instruments going on, yeah. including a fat fucking string section. And it sounds great. It sounds lush. It sounds thick. It's, it's everything you want out of a song of this of this caliber you know i yeah. think yeah as you said fatumata takes this to the next level when she comes through the vocal interjections and honestly mm. she makes this song ascend stand on yeah. the album honestly i love it i definitely recommend listening to her songs with disclosure she's got a couple songs with them okay. and they're never ve- heard of also her very good it, like her solo works great as well i started listening to that but the tracks yeah. of Disclosure, like, similar to this vibe. And, yeah, really recommend those. Nice, nice. And then we Ooh. get on to the first single that dropped. Oh. Momentary Bliss. Now, this, this lineup, you got Gorillaz, Slow Tie, and Slaves. And this is, like, something that I would have dreamed up. Like, you in a dream, hey. this is my, like, I would you, put this song together. Do you know who else is on this track? Gone, Mike Dean. Is he? Yeah. No way. <laughs> Is yeah. he actually? He did the drums, yeah, and he did some of the production. Whoa, I did it's not a, know it's that. It's a fucking good set of artists, man. <laughs> so you got Mike Dean, Slow Tie, Slaves, and, slaves. and Gorillas. Yeah. Wow, it's awesome. Yeah, this is really like a dream come true collaboration. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Fully it agree. sounds like it. It sounds like. All of them are bringing their influences in. It feels like a proper mashup of all their styles, you know. So it starts off kind of more somber. You got Isaac of Slaves singing, and then it builds up with Slow Tie, gets some energy going, and then it all culminates into this massive punky chorus that has so much energy. I love yeah, this track. It is it's really great, man. I mean, as 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 I mentioned on episode fourteen when we were talking about idols. I fucking love Slaves. You know, they, they were, mm. you know, they were like my favorite band for a good few years. I love Slow Tie as well. I think he's carrying that torch, you know, alongside Idols. And I also, mm. as anyone who's listened to this podcast before knows, I really fucking love Mike Dean. And <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, this this song's great. I mean, I love the build up to Slow Tie coming in. I love the choppy yeah. kind of sounding guitars. Like, I, I don't know what's going on with the production. I think they're, 
just cutting out like the switch or that it's a gate or something but either mm. way it sounds fucking awesome but yeah the chorus is great isaac's voice sounds very soft which is maybe not what you're used to if, you, if, if you've listened to just the aggressive shouting of, of are you satisfied and uh they, they have been doing some of that more mellow stuff recently in their mm. latest album i've not They've listened to the new delving one, into but, that um yeah, but, but I yeah, mean, this yeah, track's no. extremely dynamic and expressive. It's, Definitely. It's a yeah, great piece of music. Man. But yeah, just a great track. And that concludes the album. That That is nah. that is the standard version of the album. And oh, really? Yeah. Is everything else bonus just tracks? 11 tracks, yeah. Oh, shit, everything I didn't know that. I thought, I thought everything else after that was part of the album. No. <laughs> oh, fuck, okay. It's fine. My bad. I, I thought these other we ones would just cover okay. quickly. They are yeah. all really good. I think you wanted to mention the Earth Gang one. Oh, honestly, this well, now that I found out it's not on the album, I can't say it's my favorite on the album, but I still really <laughs> fucking love it. Um, yeah, yeah. This one, honestly, really well worth checking out. It sounds insane. I love the little bongo loop going on. I think it builds really nicely. There's so much going on. The synths sound incredible. There's this amazing piano outro. It, there's mm. all these different rhythms going on and changing throughout the song yeah and honestly yeah beautiful really well worth checking out all, all these year. deluxe tracks are brilliant man like i've, I've only highlighted a few but i i could have talked about all of them to be fair but, uh one i did really like is with love to an ex featuring moonchild mm. sanelli hope i'm saying that right um close enough i yeah I thought this track was really nice and it did something I love when gorillas do and that is introduce me to a new artist. Moonchild Sonelli. I, I, again, butchering all the names. Um, she gives me kind of this MIA vibe but she's distinctly, right, yeah. you know, South African and she's got her own personality and character and I thought I thought this track was amazing. It had so I much energy. Uh, she's done a song with Getz and JK. Which is really, really? good. Okay. It, okay, Recommend okay. listening to she's, that. She's South African, you say? Yeah, definitely okay, okay. like M M I A vibes from her. Okay. Which yeah, I love M I A. So. Sick. Okay. Uh, and then I'm guessing you really love the Peggy song, didn't you? Yeah, we can't talk about this album without <laughs> mentioning the Peggy song. Uh, Peggy, I fucking love, and a Gorillas and Peggy song. Like, if this was on the album, this would be my number one. It's 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 fucking good, man. Yeah. I've I've not heard Peggy on a song this happy. This is probably yeah, yeah, just like his yeah. happiest track, the, which the, I the really beat like. Does Chai, sound very Peggy, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Chai were were interesting. I I really liked what they added to it. I've I've not heard of them before, but yeah, if like, if I had to relate them to an artist, I guess it would be KKB, but Kero Kero Benito. Okay. Oh, but love, um, love KKB, man. yeah, they had their own own sound. And yeah, I, I just love Peggy on here, man. It's, it's like the happiness of the song makes his lyrics about how fucked up the industry is mm. just seem like really playfully passive aggressive. He, he does that well. He does that well. I mean, yeah. if, you, if you don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about JPEG Mafia. And he's yeah. known for a lot of his experimental work. So, for example, he has an album out called Veteran, which he released a couple of years ago. Mm. He also has an album out called, called All My Heroes Are Cornballs. And it's very yeah. experimental, very unique, very abstract. It's worth checking out. You might fucking hate it, but you might also love it. So it's it's well mm. worth 
giving it a listen. But this is definitely different to what I've heard of him before. Um, I thought his verse was great. I, I, the use of auto-tune was okay. I thought it was creative to some extent. But it was it was okay. I preferred him when he was rapping. But it's not not a massive I criticism. really like Peggy auto-tune. Like, I really, really like... Fair enough, fair enough. I can see I can see why. I can see why. Just for me, personally, he's not really doing much. But yeah, yeah good, he, good song. For me, he just... Like, he's, he's got a playfulness to it. You know, he's like... When he's singing, he's, he's singing to stretch out the auto-tune. He's trying yeah, to yeah. get that it's sound creative. out of it's it. It's creative. You know? I'll give him that. It is definitely a creative decision. Um, sure, yeah. I remember I saw him live, and he was like, I can hit the notes without it, but... It, Autotune gives me the confidence. You yeah, know? fair enough. Fair That's enough. one of the things that he was talking about. It's a performance tool, isn't it? I love this track. It, it would be number one if it was on the album. Well, I mean, lastly, How Far with Skepta and Tony Allen. Now, Tony Allen is, he was Felicuti's drummer, jazz legend Felicuti. Nothing bad to say about this, man. Skepta was giving us a very different, more playful, more spacey flow and delivery on this song i thought that the instrumental grew really nicely it created a lot of tension i thought the strings were awesome i thought the chord progressions were really great as well yeah um i love what the snare was doing as well it's not a typical rhythm and you can tell that Mm. tony allen you know on the drums he knows his shit like he's got some experience like over the decades you know having worked with fella you know of all people Mm. you know you can tell he's going to bring something fresh to the rhythm section on this track and yeah he fucking delivers um, but yeah, I love Skepta lyric. I love the line, you can't fight off your demons with vitamin C. I think that's, that's, that's <laughs> really cool. Yeah. And I love how the whole thing just ends with a laugh. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you there. I think this is like such a fun track. It's so hard. It's one of my but favorites. I, I will say it just sounds like, how do I describe this? It's like if you put gorillas and Skepta together, this is kind of what I'd expect. Like <laughs> in the best it's way. It's very though. like Heinz baked beans. Like it does what it says on the tin but that's not a bad thing, you know. But you don't it's, expect it's to get that kind of baked beans, which is what makes it so good. <laughs> I, I love how yeah. Skepta comes in as well. Wagwan, brother. Better hustle for the money, yeah, give yeah. a change to your it's mother. I think that's such a great opening line. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. What are you thinking overall? So overall. So I guess we're just rating the the album, not the deluxe tracks. Okay, okay. Um, and for me, it's such a solid set of tracks. Like, it's, it's not a cohesive album it's not what they were going for yeah but yeah. just as a solid collection of tracks it's probably the best they've had since plastic beach when you know before they went on hiatus yeah. uh really nine out of ten nine out of ten give it less yep damn 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 <laughs> well you liked it a lot more than i did um i thought it was good I liked the concept. I thought it was pretty cool. I liked it was very it was a very ambitious project, which I thought mm. was cool. And I think music often, especially nowadays, just lacks a, a lot of originality and just inspiration and stuff. I love how eclectic the range of features on it was. You know, you got old school. Yeah, oh, I just touched the mic with my lip. <laughs> Some fucking nasty. Like so many people have spat into this. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, <laughs> all, right, li- all right, all right. So, so there's a very eclectic range of features on this album. You got old school legends like Robert Smith, Peter Hook, Elton John, Tony Allen. You got mm. new school rappers and singers. You got 
Black slash Six Lack, Octavian, Slow Tie, Schoolboy Q, Peggy. And you, you know, you've even got names such as Skepta, Kano, Beck, Slaves. And you've got so many more. You, there's so many people who I've never heard of before. And, mm. you know, a lot of the people I've just mentioned, you know, a lot of other people won't have heard of before. And will be, oh, this sounds interesting. Let me let me go check them out. They'll go that's, into, that's say... That's the best bit about gorillas. Exactly. They'll, they'll like... go into, say, Robert Smith's... You know, they'll, they'll Google Robert yeah. Smith. They'll, they'll find The Cure. And the, they'll listen to some of the albums, you know, from the 80s. And, mm. you know, so they'll, they'll listen to some of, the Cure, some of The Cure's most iconic albums. You know, they'll go listen to Joy Division, Unknown Pleasures, Closer, all of that. Might touch them in the soul. And <laughs> that, that's, that's what's great about this. You know, it's, it's, it's introducing people to so many different styles as well. Um, yeah, I mean, we have such a wide range of artists. They're all respected within their genres. And I think the and best yeah. bit about Gorillaz is it doesn't feel... When they collaborate with an artist, it's not just the artist is doing a feature. It's the artist is bringing, you know, their sound and their world and applying it to Gorillaz. It yeah, feels man. like properly, like... Yeah proper collaboration it's a, you know? it's a like great proper... chemistry it's a great chemistry yeah definitely like so that's why i feel like it's so much better uh showcasing these artists compared to just doing a feature or something like that where you just yeah, get a verse yeah. and it's someone else's track this feels like when it's project. gorillas yeah yeah it feels collaborative they're working together the sounds that they choose meld with the artists they're working with you know i mean yeah with all that said there, there are a couple duds in here for me um but I'm going to give this a 7 out of 10. Still a good school. 7 out of 10. Okay. Not too bad. I still... i got to get you into that Elton John. Because <laughs> you're, you're, you're missing out and I feel bad for you. Album <laughs> 2. So, album 2 today is going to be by Ty Dollar Sign. And it's called Featuring Ty Dollar Sign. I love this title. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because we've, we've got the intro starting up. And it's a guy saying, you know, Ty, you can sing, rap, write, produce, engineer, mix, master, and you play every <laughs> instrument, right? Yeah. So he, he's bigging himself up yeah. and he's saying, you know, he's been doing all these features for people. He's yeah. been doing favors for them. And Just, almost yeah. I feel like this album's kind of a way of him getting payback. This is an hour's worth of music. This is 25 yeah. tracks. You're going to expect this to be incredible. Yeah. This is going to be a showcase mm. of one of the most prominent artists in the music industry recently the title speaks for itself he's been featured everywhere over the last few years you know he's been pop hits r&b hip-hop everything do you know that snoop dogg and bruno mars and wiz khalifa song young wild and free yes he was a songwriter on that wow yeah no he's been about in the industry man you can't avoid his uh his name yeah man. like i was looking at some of the stuff that he's been on i was like oh shit was he on all these albums that i love I didn't even realize like he's he's been on lots of stuff. I, I have to say I I love him the most on the life of Pablo. He's on mm. he's on Fade and he's on Real Friends, which are both bangers, especially Fade. Oh, I fucking love that song. But he has a <laughs> really great ear for melody and for harmony, and that's evident in a lot of his performances. And I actually like his voice a lot. I think he's got a very nice voice. You know, as I mentioned, he's done a lot of songwriting and guest work as well, just in general. He's been a very active figure in the industry. And as for his solo yep. work, I actually quite like a couple of his more clubby songs. I think Paranoid with B.O.B. is really great. Uh, so is Ornar, especially the Weekends verse in that song. Like, that's not Ty Dollar, but it's, it's, yeah, it's worth checking out. So I, I went into this album thinking, okay, this is going to be good. I'm excited to listen to this. Yeah. 
so so let's Should see. start then. Let's let's get straight into it. I mentioned the intro. Yeah. So that's this guy talking on the phone or something. It's got it's got a nice instrumental in the back, which leads very nicely into the first proper track, Status. Could this be This is our first foray into the album. Uh, what do you think of this? Well, straight away, with the trap sound, it already feels a bit samey. Last week, I was super excited about Savage Mode 2 after listening to it, mm. despite it being a trap album. But that was because it was interesting yep. to see what Metro was going to do with it. And that's where he really mm. delivered on the production aspect. And it was he made it original. You know, he really honed that sound. With this track, there's there's one line where he says that Kanye told him, Dollar, you're too good to put your voice in that generic shit. But that's it, right there. My main criticism with this album, I'm just going to say it now, is that it is extremely generic. And it, 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 he's shooting himself in the foot. I, I definitely feel that. I definitely feel there is a lot that just feels kind of, it's been done before generic. But I will say to this album's credit, there's a lot of very slick transitions. There's a lot of mm. change-ups and kind of things they add into the beat to change it up. Um, it's like you've got a layer of generic and then they've put icing over it. Wasn't that just polishing a turd? Maybe, maybe. So you didn't like that first stage. I mean, I've, I've already given away my, my thoughts on the whole album, really. So <laughs> <laughs> I did think the best bit about that song was the, the Kanye line, to be honest. But yeah. Let's get into Temptations with Kid Cudi. Yep. Because I, I thought, again, this song was okay, but Kid Cudi on here, I really liked him ever since Kid See Ghost came out. Been really into him. Mm. And this is just a great Cudi verse. Uh, he makes the track. I thought Ty's part wasn't grabbing me, wasn't too interesting, but I'm, I'll probably just come back to this for Cudi. So you mentioned slick transitions on this album. Well, mm. this leads in really nicely from Status. But the song itself, I thought the melodies were nice. But it would be a lot better without the straight, rattling, tinny trap hats. I also thought that Cuddy sounded okay, but it was it wasn't anything mind blowing. Far from his best work. Right. Three tracks in, it's a bit forgettable. I, w- I will say you mentioned the melodies. I think Ty does that really well. Like you, you say a lot about how you don't like in this style of music. Sometimes the melodies are very well, samey and very repetitive i think on this album generally speaking ty does change it up and it has some interesting melodies on the album that is a very interesting point because based off what i've heard from ty before i know that he's got an amazing ear for melody he has some mm. amazing melodies that have come out of his brain yeah but on this album it's like he's using his really beautiful voice and he's using that to sing these samey melodies. I, I don't think there's a lot of variety going on in this album. And in a lot of places, it just does feel super repetitive and generic. Okay. Did you have any notes on the interlude? Yep. So after Temptations, we have Serpents with Feet interlude. This is nice. Very thick harmonies. Very thick guitars. This is nice. Best moment mm. in the album so far. Fair enough. And then we lead into Spicy mm. with Post Malone. And I actually really like this one. I thought it's, it's just a banger, man. It's like it's 
very catchy. You know, the chorus is great. Ty's verse, I thought, was really good. In a club setting mm. or at a party with friends, this song would just bang. Like, it would be great. Yeah. Um, I even didn't hate Post Malone's verse. Fair. Which, yeah. <laughs> thought, thought it was decent track. It's a solid single. I thought that this song was good for what it is. It's good for what it is. Hmm. Like you said, I would categorize this as a club banger. I thought it was pretty catchy. The the trap drums work on this one. They don't just feel like they're thrown in there. And as sure. for Post Malone, he didn't sound bad, but the melody was just a bit dead in the verse. I did like right. his little breakdown bit before the final chorus came in, but Ty didn't really blow me away on this. It's just a very average song that I would skip, as with most of the songs in this album. <laughs> right. Okay. Let's go on to track six, which is the best track on the album. Yeah, we we we, we can comfortably say that. <laughs> we have yeah. Ty Dolla Sign, we have Kanye West, we have Anderson Pack of all people, and Thundercat. Mm-hmm. And I was very, very, very excited when I saw this <laughs> track listing. I wanted a Kanye and Anderson Pack track. I wanted a Kanye and Thundercat track. Just, just all of them. Yeah. Just, just they just should just make music together all the time. They should do a joint but, album. Um, yeah. So. Was I a bit disappointed? Kind of. It's split into two, right? Mm. There's there's the first half with Ty and Kanye, and then the second half switch up with Anderson Pack and Thundercat. Now that switch up is amazing. Oh yeah. When Anderson Pack comes in, you get chills. It's it's so powerful, and Thundercat's bass it sounds incredible. But the the first half with Kanye and Ty Dolla Sign, whilst it sets up that really nicely feels a bit generic and feels yeah. a bit like this is Kanye you know exactly I'd expect more in many respects the switch up almost makes the song worse because it's such a good switch up it just makes that yeah. first half just feel so pointless like why is it there yeah, yeah. Like, I nearly wrote that it makes it redundant but then I thought yeah. it that switch up wouldn't be so powerful if you didn't have that first half. It's a fair point, but I feel like they could have balanced off each other rather than just one just completely blowing the other one out of the water. You know, I, I, <laughs> as for the first half, I would have really loved some experimental kind of live drums instead of just a just another trap beat. You know. Well, you know, I think it's fine. I think what I really would have liked is Kanye to participate in the second half because yeah. Ty does both halves, and Ty's second verse kind of follows Anson Pack and is really like has a lot of energy and it's really strong and I really love him in that second half um, if Kanye had come in there I think it could have been really interesting as good as the second part was the whole song just could have been some really revolutionary new shit <laughs> it just wasn't yes Pac in, in injects that much needed energy and yes he does save the song and Thundercat's outro also really worth mentioning but yeah this track yeah could have been a lot better. I liked to imagine his little outro out of context. Like he's just playing bass yeah. and it sounds amazing. And then he's just singing, that's just what I'm here for. As in like, he's really sad on his own and, oh, you guys don't need me. That's just what I'm here for. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is the best track on the album by far. Okay, well, I guess we have to talk about the rest of the album. <sighs> I would like to just talk about that song so, uh, <laughs> for uh, an a hour. Lot of, a, lot of, a lot of red on the rest of the album, man. <clears throat> What do you think of the next track, Freak? So this song sees Ty mm. Dollar and Quavo talking about their various freaks. Yep. It feels like a throwaway, honestly. I, I don't know what it's adding to the album or how it is helping <laughs> Ty's opening statement of 
being too good for that generic shit. You know, the song itself is just really predictable and whack. Quavo just sounds like Quavo. Dead. Dead tune. How about you? I think it's a very generic trap song. Yes. It's, it's very, very repetitive. I did like how they <clears throat> mentioned all the different types of freaks they had <laughs> and the different nationalities. So add in some variation. <laughs> that, that was a nice touch. I thought Quavo's verse was actually really fun. I preferred him to tie. And I thought the outro had some nice touches production-wise. That's kind of a <clears throat> running theme of this album is that you'll have quite a generic song and then towards the end it will kind of switch up and do something interesting and then take you into the next song. Well, speaking of the next song, there's Double R with Lil Durk. And this is probably my least favourite on the album. I thought this was so dead. It was even mm. more generic than Freak. There was even less purpose to this song. I really fucking hate the style of, of Lil Durk, who's the feature <laughs> on this song. Right. He sounds so similar to, to Roddy Rich, And that whole sound, so the whole croony, singy, rappy, I, I just don't like. I just don't. I don't like it. Sure. It, the the bars are so dumbed down as well. Probably the most clever line in here is Prada shoes because she Prada me. It's like, dude, come on. That is so unoriginal. That is yeah. so... Sh- um, like, like, what is the point? What is the point? And like the whole concept of this song, we know that rappers love Rolls Royces. H- how is Ty making himself seem more original and less generic by jumping on that fucking overused trend and just getting such a generic sounding rapper to come on. <laughs> like it actually winds me up a bit because I know how good Ty is as an artist. Why is he putting songs like this on his album? It's actually <laughs> pissing me off a bit, man. What, what do you think? I, uh, that was great. I had nothing to add. That This was a skip for me. And yeah, nothing to add. That, that's Th- this is turning into quite a nice event. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I did like expensive. I thought again, it's another club banger. It does the job, you know. It's it's very much appealing to that lavish lifestyle. I wouldn't hate it if it comes on at a party or something. I think it'll be fun. Nicki Minaj's verse was decent. I like Nicki Minaj on a feature because you get just enough of her before she comes annoying. Uh, <laughs> like, I fully agree with that. <laughs> it's just yeah, yeah, the right amount of Nicki Minaj. Could not yeah. agree more. I'm gonna be straight again. Really fucking didn't like this song. I thought that the melody in the chorus was so grating. I hated it. I really did not like this chorus at all. Mm. I will say, I think Nicky's somewhat saved this song. Not enough to make me like the song, but it is still a pretty dead tune. So after Expensive, we have Tyrone 2021 with Big Sean. Now this is produced by Murder Beats and Ty Dolla Sign. And I'm going to say I'm not a fan of Murder Beats' production. I just think he's a bit run-of-the-mill. I think that the song was it was okay, but it was just really bland R&B again. Mm. I did think Big Sean's verse was all right, but nothing grabbing my interest. And then we've got a whole string of really shit songs after this again. <laughs> the chorus was fine. I mean, it's, it's an all right track, yeah. I like that they sampled Eric Badu. That's nice. Yeah. What's the next one you want to talk about? Real Life with Roddy Rich. Yeah, same. So, again, not much grabbing me here. It's kind of mm-hmm. not too interesting. But Roddy Rich, I feel, is a real breath of fresh air in this genre. 
I think he does the R&B trap thing better than anyone at the moment. Like he really added some energy to the track. I think he he's a real talent man. Like at first I dismissed him as just another one of these generic R&B trap guys, but after listening to him a lot, I think he's he really is a talent and on here like you can complain about melodies of this being generic. I think Roddy Rich's one that does it really well. Personally, I just thought this was another extremely boring generic song. Again, as for Roddy Rich, you, you've sent me um, videos of him. He's playing the Nord and he's he's singing without mm. auto tune and stuff. Right, he's got musical talent, cool. But as for his actual music, I really, really, really don't like it. I think he sounds exactly like Lil Durk on this album. I think him mentioning double R's only supports that statement as well. I, um, I don't like his voice. I don't like his melodies. I just don't fuck with it, man. This song, again, skip. No, I, I, I disagree. Roy, I think Roddy Rich is like properly good. Fair. Song after that, nothing like your exes. Again, extremely boring, extremely generic. And at this point, I'm going to be honest, the album's really fucking lost me. <laughs> just straight up. So the track after that <clears throat> is... Fuck's sake. <coughs> not corona the, cool, cool, cool. the track after that is called by yourself and again not too interesting but a feature i was not expecting on here is billy piper billy piper okay you know from doctor who new she's the companion in doctor who she's an actor british actor and oh shit what was she doing on here she's the vocal sample on here because she had a pop career okay. back in the noughties. And oh, it's just really weird seeing Billy Piper's name on a Ty Dolla Sign song. Fair, fair. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say you were surprised to see DJ Mustard. I, I thought, you know, it's it's a good sample. It's fine. Tracks just bang average, to be honest. I agree. I thought it was a really generic song. Very mm. samey Mustard beat. And I thought that Echo sounds like every other generic female R&B singer. I really disliked the high notes that she was hitting. They just weren't hitting for me. Not a fan. Okay, so what did you think of Universe? Right, Universe featuring Kelani. More of the same, again. <laughs> is it, yeah. My criticism for most of these tracks is exactly the same. Generic, mm. predictable, dull... Boring, bland, flavorless, dead, every <laughs> simile that I can think of. I don't like Kalani's voice or melodies, and it's, it's a very nauseating style, I find. I'm going to stop you there. This is one of the ones that I did like. Okay. Um, I wouldn't defend it that much, but I thought sonically it just sounded really nice. Uh, I did like the vocal melodies on here. I thought the chorus was, was great. And I did like Kalani. I thought she added a lot to the track, and I I, I really liked her on it. I thought, fair enough, it's a nice addition. Lift me up, the next track. Oh, with future bug. <laughs> You're the future guy at the moment, aren't you? <laughs> well, I, I was very interested uh, to hear this song. Looking at the track list, as for future, mm. I think he's got some bangers, but he is a very inconsistent artist. So it's sure. like he's very hit and miss. Yeah. This song, I'm not gonna lie. It's comic relief, if anything, because I did <laughs> not recognize Thug at first because he comes in like so high pitched. And I was like, 
who the fuck is this? And then I was like, oh shit, it's Young Thug. <laughs> but the rest of the song ties melodies. They're so samey again. It's nowhere close to his potential as as a singer, as a composer. Mm. I didn't really pick up on that. I don't think it's a sort of track where you're looking for like really unique melodies. Yeah. It's future and young thug. <laughs> but I thought it was just really fun. I I really liked the track. I thought Thug's chorus was actually pretty good. And I actually really liked Future's verse, which is a big statement for me. Fair enough. I was happy of his inclusion. Historically, I, I usually wish he doesn't touch a lot of songs, but yeah, it's great. Fair enough. I mean, I thought that Thug sounded quite nice in the hook with Ty's harmonies, mm-hmm. but that's pretty much my biggest merit for this song. I'd say that Future's verse was pretty underwhelming. With that being said, I don't think he could have done too much better on this instrumental, but yeah, it was, just, it was okay. All right, well, I want to talk about Dr. Sebi, which has okay. also got Young Fog on. And I thought this was really interesting because the beat uses this like TikTok clock sound throughout as mm. the main percussion. And it's kind of a weird one, man. I'd like, I'm not a Fug fan, and this is kind of pushing me. His, his voice sounds very strained on here. Um, mm. But it was interesting. I'll give it that. And the transition into Power to Blue was very, very smooth. I thought the same. Honestly, at this point in the album, I've no fucking clue what the album's trying to do. It's just, I've, <laughs> like at this point, I've just stopped giving a shit. But this song definitely sounded good. Mm. It didn't bring me back into the album. But it was definitely a point where I was like, okay, this is better than the fucking drivel we've been getting up until this point. I suppose that is a compliment. And then we get, get into Powder Blue, and I think this is a really decent song. You know, it, it's just, it's it's fun. It's like not much more you can ask for, you know. you got 808s, nice energy, decent verses from Ty and Gunner, and catchy chorus. I think solid trap song. Again... It was okay. It was an okay song. But, you know, at this point, we're so deep into the album. And it sounds exactly the same as the rest of the record. And it's not like Gunna is Mm. the most original artist out there. You know what? I think I would like this album a lot more if the way it was framed was more transparent. You know, we talked about at the beginning how he was bigging himself up. You had that Kanye line about not being generic. (laughs) <laughs> you're right everything pretty very much generic. is is got a very generic sound and like i've mentioned there are elements to to say otherwise but for the majority it's it's it, not it's blowing a good me point away there about um if he dropped it in a more transparent format i think if he dropped this as like just a big mixtape just says and he just he, he was just like all right choose your favorite songs listen to what you want as opposed to as a full album it would be so much better. I do respect the transitions. The transitions are very What's slick. What's the point of a good transition if it's transitioning to something shit? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I will say, like, whereas we had 21 Savage, they build these, like, really theatrical, yeah, exactly. narratively driven transitions. It all made sense this as one like, big picture. This feels like a really slick DJ. Like, just someone who's knows how yeah, to someone who knows how to do a fucking crossfade or something <laughs> we get to everywhere yeah what do you think of that i'm not gonna lie 
This is one of the better songs on this album. So I thought the same until the chorus of We Gotta Fuck Everywhere. <laughs> I thought that was a bit dead, that bit. It was just it kind of killed the energy for me. I was really enjoying it up until that point. Cause it, it, yeah. it feels very like the, the track's functioning smoothly and then that feels very stilted and just out of nowhere. I, don't know. I mean, what at, do you think? at this point in the album, my standards have been lowered quite substantially <laughs> so i've i've marked this as one of the best tracks in the album it's still not an amazing really track, but it's i thought the melodies were nice they're very sultry yep. and they suited the lyrical content like i thought the oh, lyrics yeah, the lyrics were extremely graphic but in the best way like he's mm. getting the point across you know he wants he wants to fuck her everywhere no specifics he wants to fuck her everywhere love it yeah i thought the guitar sounded quite nice i really like the the pizzicato strings in there as well um yeah not a, not a bad track i have to say the string stabs that were thrown in were very nice yeah, especially yeah. how it it builds up to the end of the song where they close it out and then the next one that i had was your turn your turn yeah which i really like this i thought it was really nice i thought it's yeah d- definitely one of the best on the album I, I have to agree with that just really smooth beautiful vocal harmonies this very soothing guitar, yeah. beautiful vocals, and then suddenly the drums come out of nowhere, and the track comes to life. And I, yeah, I really like everyone involved on this. We've got Black again, who connects these two albums. Common and denominator. You said that you don't like his voice. I think he adds a lot of emotion to this in his performance, and he closes out the track really nicely. Honestly, I was so tuned out of this album at this point. I. <laughs> I couldn't tell who was who, and I didn't really care either. But I thought this was definitely one of the best songs in the album. I thought the guitar was really nice, again, as with Everywhere. I thought the sentiment of the chorus was also quite a nice take, you know? She's not truly yours. Mm. It's just your turn. That's it's a bit depressing, but I like the sentiment. You know, it's nice. He's getting the point across. But one of the things about this track is... In many ways, it frustrated me. A lot like track six, where the second half was so much better than the first half. In this, the drums were so nice. You know, they, mm. they, they feel live. They feel punchy. They, they've got character. And I would have enjoyed this album so much more if this sound, you know, carried through all the other tracks. As opposed to it just being the same monotonous rattling hats and trap shit. I thought you were about to say within the context of the tracks. I really like how they're positioned. Like, you have almost a minute without them and then they're suddenly just out yeah. of nowhere they hit you i really like that but i get what you're saying yeah, yeah, throughout yeah. the album it's just sonically like, it's been so repetitive it's been so fucking repetitive so when you've actually got some drums that feel like they've got a bit more color to them mm. you know it's like why wasn't this here like 23 <laughs> tracks ago it it does feel like there's these certain tracks where he's allowing himself to venture into these these different sounds outside of trap and then i I think that's where he really shines i think that's where you got the best tracks on this album where he he steps out of that generic shit that kanye was mentioning absolutely absolutely man speaking of kanye we got the last track ego death produced by skrillex yes I, I didn't like this one. <laughs> For the most part, I've been like kind of on the edge with this album. Like you, you've hated it, and I've yep. been defending it somewhat. I did. I will <laughs> not defend this track. Fair enough, I don't, man. I'm not feeling it. 
<laughs> what about you? Personally, at the moment, I'm undecided on whether I think this is good or disappointing. This was a single that was released in July, if I'm mm. correct in saying that. Um, I'm yeah, getting some. I'm getting some club banger vibes from this song. Um, but it doesn't I, have the energy. I, it, I know, but it, this, that's the thing, man. I the think, instrumental yeah. sounds like that, right? But then exactly. none of the performances deliver on that. That's that's it's exactly just, the thing. It's such a weird... very lacking. My problem with this song is that if it, I feel like it could have been so much better. This could have easily been the standout on the album. Like, yeah. the bass line is, is fucking awesome. It's your classic club shit, you know? Just absolutely brainless fucking bass line, you know? Makes you Mate. want to just fucking, you know, proper club shit. I thought the melodies again, again I, really I thought, cool, but I thought it was a bit generic. But I thought for what it is, you know, maybe that was magnified because of the lack of energy in the vocal performances, where the beat was having to do most of the work, and it really wasn't good yeah. enough to <laughs> carry the song. I also think that even with such a simple bassline, you know, you've got fucking Kanye West on this song, one of mm. you know the the greatest orchestrators and musical imaginations in contemporary music he could have built something so i think he could have built something incredible around this because i also thought the sample was amazing but they didn't utilize that enough and my other issue with this song is the drums you know they, they just don't hit like they should i think at the end when it goes full house i think that's a lot better you know it's, it's a lot more yeah texturally rich it's a lot more interesting to listen to but uh song this song was disappointing it could have been so much better it feels half-baked skrillex is a very proficient producer absolutely like, i've heard him do some good shit he is but really good this, yeah. this was not doing it for me no. i think the saving grace for me was fka twigs agreed i think agreed. she did a great job on here she sounded amazing and this what who was who was the sample in that bit as well queen latifah the twigs bit with Queen Latifah was great to close out the song. Yeah. If that was more throughout the song, I would have loved it. But yeah, it was, it was a nice little little closer at the end. But I, for the most part... It feels like the song was a bit rushed in, yeah, in some respects. Maybe. Who knows? COVID might have had a had a say in it, something. As I mentioned, my standards for this album at this point have plummeted. <laughs> so this could be yeah. classified as a masterpiece at this point, honestly. Okay, well, let's wrap this up because I want to stop talking about this album. <laughs> yeah, overall, a very, very mixed bag. A lot that's bad. Well, not even bad, bad, but just not interesting. And then there's some moments, there's some bits, there's there's points on here that I really liked and were really great, but not nearly enough. It was over an hour, right? Yes. Yes. About an hour. If an album's going to be an hour, it's got to be amazing start to finish. Yeah. So is this an album I'll ever listen to again? Hopefully not. <laughs> um, if you have a choice. So yeah, I'm going to give it a 3.5. 3.5. Very generous. Generous. Overall, for me, first and <laughs> foremost, I have to say this album was repetitive, repetitive, repetitive 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 and repetitive it was so repetitive every song sounded the fucking same and i found this album to be such a slog <laughs> there was nothing in here that appealed to me 
It felt so much longer than an hour. It's 25 tracks of like mm. the same rehashed format. Is it, oh man. One one good thing about this album is that it's making me even more grateful that we didn't do D-Block Europe. But <laughs> go, yeah, going back to this album, I mean, I want to be nice about this album because I think Ty Dolla Sign, he's genuinely a really great artist, you know. Mm. If you watch his Tiny Desk concert that he dropped the other day, that 20 minutes is so much better than this whole album. You know, if it was just that Tiny Desk, I would have scored this an 8 out of 10. Mm. But it's not, unfortunately. I just can't be nice about this album. And it is it is important to note as well that I am not slating Ty. I am slating this album because this album was fucking whack. I feel like what Ty should have done is just taking the break on the features. Like all the guest appearances, all his collaborations and stuff. And take time out to really focus, zone in on his own shit, you know, get that really, you know, get his artistic brain in like full overdrive for his, his solo effort, you know, because I genuinely do think he can come through with something incredible. No, I'm, I'm with you there. If 21 Savage can, Ty definitely can. The potential is very evident, you know. Yeah. I think it, it's clear, especially from who he's been collaborating with, like if you look at his track record so versatile like, he's got good taste yeah. yeah very versatile and I think he's, there's definitely the potential to create something better and I think this is just a big letdown I think the worst part about this album along with the million other things I can rattle off is that it's frustrating it is so frustrating mm. to listen to just because I know he can do so much better so I give it a 3.5 what are you giving it? I'm giving this a 2.2. Slightly better than Party 2. Next 2. Door, 2. but still shit. I thought it was more interesting, at least. I 0. 0.2. If you remember, Party Next Door was really dull. I I can't remember a single song from that album. Mm. This, at least, you got the Anderson Pack tune. You got a few interesting bits here and there. I think there's, that, that's, there's more to that's it That's where the that. 2.2 points are coming from. Oh, wait, what did you give Party Next Door? 2. Yeah, two. Yeah, so you're giving 0.2 for... I, I think there's it's a, a tiny, bit more score. It's like one it. minute of an hour album. <laughs> so if you do some maths, you know, it sh- I should be giving even less than a 2.2. I should be going yeah, into like on. multiple decimal places right now, but I'm just going to leave it at 2.2 for now. All right. But yeah. Well, there, there were other good moments as well, I thought, but let's, let's wrap it up. All right. Thank fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like doing positive albums a so lot. So do I. So do I. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. Yes. See you, you next week. See you soon. Bye.